You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today as Today's show will be a mix of recruiting Tennessee's football team on the field and Tennessee basketball as the Vols have a game tonight, Wednesday night, on the road against Cincinnati. I'll get to recruiting here in the first segment. I'm not going to go too deep into it because, honestly, a lot of what I talk about here in the first segment will be outdated by the end of the day. So on tomorrow's show, Thursday's show, I will have more on Tennessee's signing day, or at least the first day of the signing period, because we will know what will have happened at that point. So uh, I'll get to recruiting here, some names to pay attention to, an update on Darnell Washington, the top player on Tennessee's board, as it still appears to be a Tennessee versus Georgia battle with other schools still working there. Bama, Florida, and Miami have been in the picture as well. An update on him and some other guys to pay attention to. And then also a big picture conversation about Tennessee's recruiting, how it compares to the other schools in the SEC, and what the focus should be right now for Tennessee. I'll get to that in segment number one. In segment number two, Tennessee linebacker Daniel Batuli talks about the importance of this bowl game, Tennessee trying to finish strong, Tennessee trying to finish this season with a six-game winning streak. You'll hear him talk about that. And then as Tennessee is out there practicing, I'll go over a few names of players who could really benefit from practice this month. The extra practices you get heading into the bowl game, I don't think we should make too much of what it can do, but there is a benefit. I'll talk about some of the guys who it could help. And then in segment number three, Tennessee basketball, the Vols against Cincinnati, you'll hear Josiah Jordan-James talk about his role. Is he more comfortable in the offense? He answers that question in the final segment of Locked on Vols, available anywhere you listen to podcasts, available on your smart speaker at home. All you have to do is tell it to play podcast, Locked on V-O-L-S. Darnell Washington tweeted out that he's made his decision but that he will not sign on Wednesday. Washington is the five-star tight end who visited Tennessee again this past weekend. And as I mentioned, it looks like it's a Tennessee versus Georgia battle. Alabama has been in the picture, so has Miami and Florida. But a lot of the talk here the last maybe few weeks, uh, certainly this week, has been Tennessee versus Georgia. And it looks like the reason Washington would not sign, assuming he does not, is because he is planning to announce his decision at the Under Armour All-American game, which, by the way, is January 2nd. That's the same day that Tennessee will play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl against Indiana, and that's a 6 o'clock kickoff. So there's a chance that Darnell Washington is making his announcement during the Tennessee-Indiana game. Uh, don't know that for sure, but it's a 6 o'clock kick for the Under Armour game and 7 o'clock for the Gator Bowl. So they would be going up against each other a lot of the time. But uh, right now, it looks like Darnell Washington will not sign. And to me, that does make sense. I I think I've expressed a little confusion about the idea of signing, but trying to keep it quiet for a couple of weeks. I would just say good luck in trying to do that. So Darnell Washington is not expected to sign today, according to what he posted on Twitter on Tuesday afternoon. Names to pay attention to today. Wide receiver Jimmy Calloway from Morrow, Georgia. He is a guy that Tennessee has had a commitment from for quite some time. Kentucky is pushed to try to steal him away. There are a number of players that Tennessee is battling Kentucky for, and I think the Vols will come out in a positive side on that one today. But uh, Jimmy Callaway is a guy that is expected to sign, and I think he's going to sign with Tennessee. You also have uh, Tyler Barron. It's between Tennessee and Kentucky for him, a defensive lineman from Knoxville Catholic. Tennessee is the favorite there. Octavius Oxendine is a defensive lineman from the state of Kentucky. 
Kentucky is the probably the favorite for him. So Jimmy Callaway, Tyler Barron, Octavius Oxendine, players to pay attention to considering Tennessee and Kentucky. Morvin Joseph is an outside linebacker, defensive end from Lakeland, Florida. It's Tennessee, Florida, and Florida State. He visited Florida State this past weekend. He was committed to the Seminoles when Willie Taggart was the head coach. What does his visit to Florida State this past weekend mean? Who knows? But Morvin Joseph is a player to pay attention to. Defensive lineman Reginald Perry from Alabama. Tennessee's in very good shape there. Same with athlete Lineth Whitehead, a guy who could play running back, could play linebacker. An athlete from Georgia who will make his decision. Tennessee, UCLA has been in the picture there with him. And then Jimmy Holiday. Can Tennessee steal away the athlete? One of the fastest guys probably in the 2020 class. Really good speed. Can Tennessee steal him away from TCU. That's something to pay attention to. And then you also have the guys who decide not to sign. Does Jay Hardy sign with Auburn? If he does, here uh, today or tomorrow or Friday, remember you have three days, so we're not going to have all the news today, but we'll have most of it with guys who plan to sign in the early signing period. Does Jay Hardy sign with Auburn? If not, Tennessee is very much in the picture there, at least I think would have a chance to try to flip him from Auburn in the month of January before signing day in February. So, uh, that's a, a lot of what to pay attention to with the names. There can always be surprises. Uh, are there guys that flip? Uh, there's a, a big flip watch in the SEC, guys who are committed to one school but considering others. Tennessee's in the mix with that conversation. So we'll, we'll see if there are any surprises, and then I'll be talking about it tomorrow on the show. Now, when you look at the recruiting rankings for the 2020 class, Tennessee is well behind its top rivals in the SEC. If you look at the composite ranking from 247 Sports, Alabama has the number two class in the country. LSU is third. Texas A&M is fifth. Georgia is sixth. Florida is seventh. So the three big rivals in the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, they take up three of the top seven spots in the country. Tennessee's class is ranked number 20 going into Wednesday. And, and rankings are certainly going to change based on decisions that are made and players making their announcements, players flipping from one school to the other. But that's a pretty clear indication that Georgia, Alabama, and I would say Florida are recruiting at a higher level than Tennessee right now. And while you probably don't want to hear that as a Tennessee fan, it should not be that surprising, I don't think. I don't think it should be surprising. I don't think there should be the expectation that Tennessee is going to recruit at the same level as Georgia and Alabama, considering they're playing for championships and they're playing at a top-five level consistently Tennessee is not. Florida has played at a higher level than Tennessee. So it makes sense to me that Florida is recruiting at a higher level. To me, what Tennessee needs to do is continue to recruit quality players. And Tennessee is doing that. Tennessee is going to land some good players today. If Tyler Barron chooses Tennessee, he's a really good player in this class. Same with uh, Callaway, if they can hold on to him. If Tennessee can get Morvin Joseph, that's a really nice prospect. And you'd actually be beating out Florida for him. So Tennessee is... Tennessee is going head-to-head with these schools for a few players. Darnell Washington is somebody Tennessee is trying to take away from Georgia and uh, mentioned Morvin Joseph. But a lot of those battles, as you heard me mention, they're battles with Kentucky, TCU, South Carolina, UCLA. That's not Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. So there are a few players where Tennessee is tried to take them away from high-level schools and uh, you just beat out Auburn and Texas A&M for Amari Thomas. So uh, again, I'll say Tennessee is going to sign a good class. Tennessee is going to sign a bunch of good players. But to me, the focus should be continuing to recruit quality players, build depth, develop those players. And then when that happens, you should win more games and then be able to recruit 
at an even higher level. And if that happens, if Tennessee can go win games next year, then maybe we're talking about Tennessee being in a top five to top 10 recruiting place as opposed to right now trying to make a jump up to the top 15. And that's putting Tennessee in the top seven or so in the SEC to get to the top three or four in the league. It's going to take a lot of work, and uh, Tennessee's going to need some time to make that happen. I've preached patience with where things are with Tennessee football, and I'm sure I've annoyed you with it. I'm sure you're tired of hearing a lot of what I'm saying here, and I get it. I, I really do. But I also think that's just required. Tennessee, uh, it has more work to do to get to where Jeremy Pruitt wants it to be. I, I try to point that out as well. Jeremy Pruitt expects higher level of recruiting, and it has not gone the way that he hoped with a lot of 2020 players, but they're also going to get some guys that he likes today as well. So it's going to be a good class for Tennessee, and then everything will be wrapped up in February, but there's more work to be done, and it's going to take some time for Tennessee to get recruiting to where I think a lot of us expect Tennessee to be on the recruiting trail year in, year out, especially when you look at where Tennessee has been historically. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, Daniel Batuli will talk about Tennessee's players being focused on the bowl game and players who can really benefit from the bowl practice, which is going on right now. I'll get to that next on Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can listen anywhere you find podcasts, including Spotify. If you are a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked on Podcasts for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked on Live and at Josh underscore Ward on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. When Jeremy Pruitt met with the media the other day, he said that all of Tennessee's players who were able to play in the bowl game will play in the game, meaning there wouldn't be anybody sitting out to get ready for the NFL draft. And I, I didn't find that surprising. I didn't expect that anybody would be sitting out. And I think this is actually a conversation that's been a little overblown because we've seen a few players do it over the last few years, easily the majority, almost everybody, will be playing in bowl games. It's going to be the exception, not not the regular occurrence that players are going to play in the bowl game when their team is able to go. And with this team, I would especially expect that players would want to be in the bowl game considering how hard we saw Tennessee's players work to get better over the course of the season and help turn things around. And then also, you just consider the mindset of some of Tennessee's leaders. Daniel Batuli is going to have an NFL opportunity. Do you think that he wouldn't play in this game? Same with Jawan Jennings, who does have to sit out the first half, but obviously he's going to be out there. Same with Marquez Callaway and Daryl Taylor. Trey Smith is a guy where if he decided not to play with his medical situation, that one I could understand. But he also, meeting with the media, said, yeah, that was not an option, that he's going to play in the game. And I'm not surprised that that's the case. Listen to what Daniel Batuli said when he met with the media this week, Tennessee senior linebacker, talking about why players want to be out there playing in the bowl game for Tennessee. And it's it's about a team thing. You know, we, we, we knew going into the season, uh, we're devoted into Tennessee. Uh, it's much bigger than us. So, you know, for us to... Uh, work so hard 
go into this season and uh, not play in this bowl game, it's nah, that wasn't an option. You know, we wanted to finish the season strong, and we plan on doing that. Tennessee senior linebacker Danny Batuli. Uh, and another example right there, I think, of why Tennessee fans have such a great appreciation for what he has been able to do. And as I mentioned a moment ago, it's still the expectation that everybody's going to play. It's news when somebody doesn't decide to play in a bowl game. And, and really, I think running backs who have a chance to be high draft picks, they have something to think about. You know, other position players, if you dealt with injury, something like that, that can be something to consider. But with this Tennessee football team that worked so hard to get to the postseason, I don't think Tennessee players were going to put in all that work to get to the postseason and then skip the postseason. Also, I think players should do what they want to. If, if they want to play, if they don't, uh, wh- whatever they end up deciding, they have their own personal reasons for that. But with this Tennessee football team, I would have been stunned to find out that somebody was going to sit out the bowl game to get ready for the NFL draft. Now, another thing that can help Tennessee going through the month of December, getting ready for the bowl game, is that younger players get extra practice. I, I don't think Daniel Batuli, I don't think Juwan Jennings need too much more practice at Tennessee. But younger players do, and they're getting extra reps, and that's something that could help them moving forward. As I've said, the bowl game result to me doesn't mean very much, but getting the bowl practice, getting more time with the coaches, and maybe getting more reps than they normally get during the season, that's something that can benefit players. So uh, I jotted down some names, and it's a long list that I could come up with, but some names of players that I think absolutely benefit from uh, being able to go through practice in the month of December One would be on the defensive side, Roman Harrison, a guy that got some playing time earlier in the year. He was in late in that BYU game. He's a guy that physically looks the part, looks like a a big athlete there at the outside linebacker defensive end position, but still a, a raw prospect as well. So Roman Harrison getting more time to work in practice in the month of December, he can absolutely benefit from that. I would say the same with Quavaris Crouch, another freshman linebacker who was learning on the fly this season, and he was playing outside linebacker, playing inside linebacker. His talent is obvious. His athleticism is obvious. And he's a guy that, I mean, look at how good of an athlete he is. He's helped Tennessee at running back. He could be an all-SEC running back if he wanted to focus on that position moving forward. But uh, we'll see what his position is next year as Batuli and Taylor are gone. They need more players to step up, and Quavaris Crouch is going to be probably the first guy we talk about that uh, in that conversation to go along with Henry Toa Toa, who of course will be a starter at inside linebacker next season. Uh, other guys that I think can benefit, J.J. Peterson, he's a, a second-year player, but he for sure can. Uh, young linemen, guys like Jackson Lampley and Chris Ockperogane, two talented players, but they didn't see the playing time that Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright did. They still have a bright future, and when you think about the absence of Marcus Tatum and Ryan Johnson, who have decided to transfer, and then Brandon Kennedy is not practicing right now because of the knee procedure, and we don't know if he'll be able to play in the bowl game. That gives an opportunity for younger linemen to get an opportunity to practice more. So Jackson Lampley and Chris Ockperogane, I think, would fit there. And then next year, what is going to be one of the biggest questions about Tennessee's football team? I would say who steps up and makes plays in the offense with the loss of Juwan Jennings and Mark West Calloway, Domwood Anderson will be leaving Tennessee as well. So Ramel Keaton at wide receiver, running back Eric Gray, them getting a chance to practice here in the month of December can only benefit them when they get ready for spring practice and then fall camp next year when we know they will be playing bigger roles. And there'll be plenty of competition. Tennessee's going to have some newcomers coming in. Assuming Jimmy Calloway signs with Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt, those guys are going to battle for playing time. 
But at running back, you know, that room is pretty much going to look like it did this past season. There will be plenty of opportunity for Eric Gray. Let's see what he can do. Does, does he get more of an opportunity in the bowl game? That'll be something to pay attention to as well. So uh, a lot of young guys that can benefit, the, the quarterbacks, of course, can benefit from being able to practice. Brian Maurer and JT Shrout to go along with Jared Garantano. And yeah, I spent most of this segment talking about the young guys who uh, can be helped by being able to practice. It doesn't hurt Jared Garantano to be able to go through another month of practice with Jim Chaney to get more comfortable with the offense as he gets ready to come back for his fifth year, his senior year at Tennessee. So getting to a bowl game is something that could pay off down the line for Tennessee and a bunch of players as the Vols are trying to build depth. And I'm sure I missed somebody. As I mentioned, I could have kept going with the list of players that can really benefit. So let me know if you if anybody stands out. As uh, you know, Heather and I were talking about on Sports 180 on Tuesday, freshmen who could make a leap into their sophomore season. I actually went with Jalen McCullough. So you know, he's a guy that benefits as well from practice this month. But I said Jalen McCullough is a guy that could take – a big step forward next season. He'll have a chance to start at safety with Nigel Warrior being gone. Heather went with Wanya Morris, who will have all SEC potential in his future at Tennessee. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, Tennessee's basketball team gets ready for an important game Wednesday night at Cincinnati. I'll talk about that coming up next. You'll hear from Josiah Jordan-James talking about his role within the offense. Is he more comfortable? He answers that question next on Locked on Vols. Tennessee will play Cincinnati on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. The game will be on ESPN2 if you're looking for it on TV. Cincinnati is a uh, quality basketball program. I'm sure you're familiar with what the Bearcats have done. Now, they have a first-year head coach, John Brannon, who was hired away from Northern Kentucky. Brannon replaced Mick Cronin, who went to UCLA after Rick Barnes turned down the UCLA job. Then UCLA went and got Cronin from Cincinnati. So, uh, since he has a first-year coach, and the Bearcats, while they're a quality program and still probably a quality team, they have had a tough go of things here this, with the start of the season. Cincinnati has lost four games. They lost the opener to Ohio State. Then the Bearcats lost to Bowling Green in overtime. They actually had three straight overtime games against Bowling Green, Valparaiso, and UNLV. They lost the Bowling Green game, and then Cincinnati uh, has lost its last two games against Xavier and then Colgate. And the Colgate game this past Saturday was a mess at the end. Colgate had tied the game at 66-all, and then Jaron Cumberland, the top player for Cincinnati, appeared to not know what the score was. He just fired up a shot from half court with plenty of time left. Colgate got the rebound, got fouled on it, and then hit a game-winning free throw to win it. And Cumberland is, as I mentioned, he's a top player for Cincinnati, a senior who came back, really good player, who has just had a disastrous start. He is shooting just under 41% on two-point attempts this season. Cumberland is hitting 26% of his threes and 67% at the free throw line. So a really good player that has not adjusted well, it seems, with the new coach there. The opening point spread I saw on Tuesday had Tennessee as a two-point favorite. Ken Palm projects Tennessee to beat Cincinnati by one point. So the projections have this as a close one going in. It's a game that, to me, Tennessee should win. If Tennessee does not go out there and, and win, it, it's still just one game, and it's on the road in college basketball. That's not easy. But considering the Bearcats have some of their own issues right now, and Tennessee, it, its biggest issue probably is that it shot poorly this past weekend against Memphis. Tennessee still plays really good defense. This is one, to me, that Tennessee should win. Tennessee's adjusted defensive 
efficiency ranking is top 15 in the country. By comparison, Cincinnati's defense ranks 54th in the nation and 76th on the offensive side. So I I just think Tennessee's a better team than Cincinnati, and this would be a nice win for the Vols if they can go on the road and get a win. And when you look at Tennessee's schedule, the Vols have three non-conference games remaining before SEC play begins on January 4th. Tennessee will play Cincinnati tonight, and then on Saturday, the Vols will host Jacksonville State, and the following Saturday, Tennessee will be at home against Wisconsin. That'll be a nice test before SEC play begins. So 7 o'clock tonight, Tennessee will be on the road against Cincinnati. A player to pay attention to, I think, is Josiah Jordan-James, who has progressed over the last month or so to, I think, have a better understanding of his role within the offense for Tennessee. Remember, he missed most of preseason practice because of an injury, so he had some catching up to do when the start of the season arrived. Uh, But he had a nice showing, I thought, against Memphis um, on Saturday, He's a guy that can hit shots, he can make plays, he has the size, he can rebound the basketball, he'll have second-chance scoring opportunities because of that. But also, there's the question about, okay, well, how comfortable are you going after your shot when you have Lamonte and Jordan Bowden, who kind of lead the way in the offensive backcourt? Listen to what Josiah said about how they maybe have helped him, how Lamonte and Jordan have helped Josiah get going within the offense. Um, they're always giving me confidence to shoot the ball because that, in, in return, makes the game easier for them. Uh, teams, are, it's harder to guard those guys. So it's never them trying to get the ball away from me. It's more of me just trying to get a better shot, uh, trying to make a play, passing up a good shot for a great shot. Are you more um, comfortable or confident with where your role is in the offense as compared to the first week when you were still trying to come back from the injury? Yeah, and I, I definitely am more comfortable. It's just... The time that I'm getting in, the reps that I'm getting in, I'm getting in better shape. And so um, it's just a, a better feel that I have for my role and what coach wants from me. And I think the time role, the time piece has, has played a big role in it. Josiah Jordan-James and Tennessee's freshmen will continue to be players to pay attention to. Drew Pember is a guy that he's aggressive. And uh, the, the plays he tried to make against Memphis for Tennessee – I think caused Rick Barnes to maybe have a little more confidence in what he can do. Rick Barnes has continued to praise the ability of Olivia Kamwa. He just, you know, he has to play better, has to play more consistent, has to play with a better understanding probably of what he's doing out there on the floor. And then Devontae Gaines is another guy that's probably ahead of what Tennessee's coaches expected his pace to be, his schedule to be in the first few weeks of the season. So uh, let's see what they're able to do. Let's see how Lamonte shoots the basketball. Can Tennessee take care of the ball as well? That's a big key. But this is a bounce-back spot for Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden. And I will continue to say I expect them to figure things out. I expect Rick Barnes to help them figure things out. But they're going to need to because if Lamonte and Jordan struggle to shoot like they did this past Saturday, Tennessee is going to be in a lot of games where they have to fight until the very end. And Tennessee's defense will give the Vols a chance to win but Tennessee needs to play better on the offensive end for sure. I think everybody recognizes that. So 7 o'clock, Tennessee at Cincinnati, an important game for the Vols. And coming up on tomorrow's show, I'll have plenty of recruiting talk for you with the Vols having found out who's coming their way in the early signing period as today goes along. Just a quick heads up, we'll have coverage all day long on the Sports Animal. So if you're looking for live coverage of what's going on with signing day, 
The sports animal will be at Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive all day long talking about it. So I'll have recruiting for you tomorrow on the show and a look at what Tennessee did in its basketball game against Cincinnati. All of that on Locked on Vols. Thanks so much for being here today. Keep spreading the word, telling Tennessee fans about the Daily Tennessee Podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Enjoy today. I'll see you again here tomorrow on Locked on Vols. Yeah.